0: The curtain opens,
1: the lights so up, those first few notes it's magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to look the backstage life. This is Showfather. everyone welcome to show call i'm your host chad allen tonight we're at the legendary rock venue tim's tavern located in greenwood neighborhood of seattle my first guest tonight is co-owner and talent buyer matthew o'toole hey matthew thanks for thanks for hanging with us tonight
2: thanks for having me
1: welcome to my bar
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. welcome (laughs) pour yourself a drink this time
1: (laughs) next we have co-owner and general manager mason reed Hey, Chad. Good to see you, Mason. Good to see you, too, man. Yep. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. And finally, we have backstage caterer, fashion designer, and bartender at Tim's Tavern, Selena Bryant.
3: Hi
0: hey guys. Yay. Selena, long time
1: no see. <laughs>
4: bartender extraordinaire.
1: Bart- <laughs> yeah. And she's here for a reason, because we want to talk about how important bartenders are at the venues. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but first, let's talk about the history of Tim's.
4: Uh, Mason. When did this place officially become a bar? Okay. So officially, I think the first license it had as a bar in this location was 1936 or 37. Mm -hmm. But before that, there's a rumor that before that it operated uh, as a speakeasy, and there was a brothel in the back, uh, even during Prohibition. So uh, rumor, don't know, but uh, officially became a bar about 1936. Okay. had several names uh, over the years. Uh, it was called Jack's at one point. It was called Mackey's at one point. It's called Rosie's. It was called Vans. It was called the 105 Dive or the 105 uh, Tavern.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, <clears throat> and then in 2012, Tim, the, the, the Tim, bought the bar, and he's the one that knocked out the wall. So where we're sitting right now, we're we're mm. on the stage, and where, yeah. we're, where we're sitting, uh, this was a barbershop. Okay. It, it was called Cuts, I think. Cuts Barbershop or Barbershop. Was The guy's so name was Buzz or Cuts. Tim's remember. was
1: just this bar right here. Yeah, Correct. Like okay. Yeah, so that was where, space, yeah.
4: where okay. that pillar is behind you with all the stickers on it. Uh, that was a wall. And so okay. that's how wow. small it was. And it was beer and wine only uh, when Tim took yeah. over and, and the pull tabs, of course. Okay. Uh, and then Tim took over. He knocked out the wall, put in the bathrooms, you know, uh, kind of he said, I want to have some music. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was right away. I think it was about six months before he decided to put a little stage in. They put a little stage in this corner and uh started doing bands and then it kind of started to pick up steam. Um yep. uh, there was a booking agent uh named Greg Gibson who mm-hmm. uh kind of took over and then turned this place into like a little yeah. punk rock mecca. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um and then yeah, we then we took over. Uh Greg unfortunately passed away uh okay. tragically in a fire. Uh oh, wow. And uh, they started a foundation in his name, uh the mm-hmm. fire prevention the greg uh, gibson uh, fire prevention Gibby,
2: Gibby home prevention dot org i believe mm-hmm. home fire
4: prevention dot org yeah yeah okay uh, and they put they go into people's houses and put smoke detectors in uh yeah where they don't have them or where the landlords aren't providing them they yeah. go in and, and install smoke detectors so that's a good uh side track. but yeah um, anyway after greg passed away uh things kind of went downhill a little bit and uh <clears throat> matthew and i had been playing here uh we had been i was on the road for a number of years. And every time I come through here, uh, we would play a show or together. And, uh, and then I was kind of, I was kind of staying here for a couple of months. And mm-hmm. uh, we had played several times at Tim's we would yeah. played at this location. And, sure. uh, we'd sit after our show, we'd sit at the bar and just say, man, this place could be so cool. If they would just do this or just yeah. do that or just <laughs> change this or change. Yeah. We used to sit there and, and we didn't realize what we were manifesting at the time. Sure. But sure enough, uh, I don't know, a few months go by and you know, we're talking about going into business and, you know, doing, doing something. And yep. uh, so, well, let's just look at what's out there, Matt. Let's see. And so I send out, you know, you have to, you go to a broker and you sign a non-disclosure agreement and they send you a list of businesses that are for sale in your area. Yeah. Number one, first one on the list, Tim's Tavern. I said, Matt, you're not going to believe this. Tim's Tavern is, is for sale. The one we've been talking about all these, all these yeah. months, we've been talking about how we'd turn that place into such a great venue if we could. And yep. uh, so we had our opportunity. We took it and the rest is history. Yeah. 2016, December is when we took over. We started doing live music almost right away, uh, seven nights a week.
1: And that's when live music officially started here?
4: No, they had live music before. Before. But we, it it was, I think it was like, you know, they they would do like a Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. Friday, And then it kind of started after Greg died, because he was the one doing all the booking. Sure. After he died, it kind of started to fizzle out a little bit, I think. Um, And so then when we came in, it was, you know, we're going to do music seven nights a week. We're going to be a music bar. We're going to be a musician's bar. Yep. That was our whole idea and vision the whole time was this is a place where we want, we want the whole bar filled with musicians who mm-hmm. are off duty yep. and we want some on duty musicians on the stage and it just want, we want a place where everyone can come and just celebrate uh, our craft and our art form.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being in here right now, seeing it empty and I know it's Tuesday it's night, depressing. it's just weird, man. It sucks. It's, it's different. weird <laughs> because I would come here on a Monday yeah. and the place is packed and you have open mic night on Mondays, right? Yeah but i would come in here and there's like a bunch of you know bunch of tables and and i sit right over there in the back and 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 everybody that did open mic night was really good but <laughs> even on a monday it's packed so you have shows here every day every
2: night every, every night, yeah. Yeah. night sometimes during the day too though he's right every day wow. cuz we had we yeah we'd have a sunday like kind of happy hour uh, three to five type thing or yeah. or four to six and then mm-hmm. and then there'd be a break from four there'd be a break from six to eight and then, yeah. another, and then another three acts come in at eight o'clock and do their thing and wow yeah uh, yeah, it was quite the uh I was doing all the booking, so it was quite the chore to try <laughs> <Yeah>. to fill <laughs> seven nights of talent yeah. um and fill that space so um
4: we're talking about cl- like over a thousand bands a year that would wow. come f- come through the yeah
2: stage. okay so <laughs>
1: So Matt, where yes. do you find these thousand bands a uh, year? You know what?
2: Once we started getting the ball rolling, it, it, it became a lot easier. Um, uh, you know, people would come to me and email me and say, "Hey, I want to get a gig here." But and there's people come, calling and emailing from all over the country, or sometimes international as well. And um, but yeah, it was. Uh, at first, we were kind of. I was like, "God, how am I going to do this?" And uh, I, I'm a music connoisseur. I was going to shows. I've been, I've been living in Seattle since 2002. Right. And so I knew what I liked and I knew some of the local bands, you know, especially And we needed smaller bands cause this place is tiny, um, you know, um, so, I, and you know, originally I started looking at other venues, calendars,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'd be like, okay, what's, what's this venue doing this month or, you know, and I'd start pilfering names off their calendars and started getting hold of these bands. Cause yep. that's the easiest way I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, just one of those things. And and now it's, you know, now it's kind of, it's getting tedious, you know, yeah. it was yeah. getting tedious towards before, before the the shutdown happened, it was getting starting to get tedious for me. It always kind of yeah. has been, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's an art, it's an art form to book bands. Yep. it's a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. You know, musicians aren't, most musicians aren't very good with, you know, Dealing with their emails, every, yeah. well, everything besides being a musician. Yeah, basically yeah. all artists, you know, yeah. just want
4: to focus on the art. And yeah, I think Matt, you described it to me one time as wrangling cats. Yeah, herding
0: cats. <laughs> yeah. her,
2: it, her, yeah. it was herding cats. You know, yeah. Perfect.
4: yeah, it was like herding cats for a
2: while. Um, but uh, yeah, getting you know, you know, three acts a night for you know, I'm looking at twenty to twenty five bands a week. Wow. And uh, there's nights when you know when we were first starting where it's was like, I can't find a band for the Thursday night and Mason, and I Mason, I would just fill in. We would, we would just sure. do our own set. Cause yeah. we we're and, and we had friends that, you know, and
1: d- real quick, uh, everybody, before we get too much further, stick around after the show, we're going to actually have a special performance by Mason and Matt at the end of the show. So please, you know, keep listening at the end of the show. They're going to play a, a special performance for you.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Mason and I are both musicians. We grew up actually. Uh, we're both from Arizona. We grew up playing, you know, in high school in a in a in a band in my mom's living room, my parents' yeah. living room. You know, um, so we we uh, really wanted this place to be mu- musicians friendly and
0: mm-hmm.
2: operate operated like a musician would operate a business and yep. make make changes that would benefit the musicians.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but yeah. Booking, you know, booking is booking. <laughs> yeah, there's there. It's, it's an art form, and uh, I, I, there's things I really love about it. When it, when a show comes together, and it's like, it's like your baby. You like yeah. you like put this awesome bill on, mm-hmm. and you're like didn't think the bands were gonna work together, and they all, like, put on this amazing show. That was like the coolest, most rewarding thing. I'm like, damn, this is a good show. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, the the last show I I saw here. I mean, the last time I was here was. An open mic night, I think, right before the shutdown. Yeah. Because I was coming here for open mic nights because I wanted to do it. So I was like, "Selena, you think Mason will let me play on an open mic night?" (laughs) Always the
3: answer was yes. (laughs) I was
1: like, "I don't know." (laughs) But the the last show I saw here was, um, I was here with some friends, and it was Jack and Dino, Mm -hmm. the legendary Seattle engineer. He's done. uh, He's done work for. Um, engineering and producing work for the first Nirvana record Bleach yeah Yeah, he for, produced
2: it for like like 700 bucks or something yeah
1: yeah and <laughs> and and Soundgarden uh-huh. and i mean dozens legends, of other, legends hundreds of other bands not dozens hundreds of other bands yeah and his you know that's
2: and, that's a perfect example of his his band um Beyond Captain Orca they reached yeah. out to me because they were they're they're like an improv band they do everything it's just like improv rock a lot of um psychedelic rock stuff But they were looking at smaller places and they didn't they're like you know wanted to support the smaller venues and do this thing and yeah and they reached out to me and i was and they wanted to do a a residency here i'm like so we did a a residency twice last year i think one in march last year and then one in october for they had every tuesday night for those two months and then they helped out find the other bands they knew they they would
4: curate they knew
2: exactly the bands they wanted to to have open up for them and and i was like cool i don't have to book one night a month now this is taking four nights a month i'm like this is four nights i don't have to worry about like this is great and it was those those
4: and zinnia and five tracks so you know it's going to be good you know mm -hmm. you you knew you could trust them yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah. i didn't know what to expect at first but after the first the first show they did i was like take it all go ahead absolutely
1: (laughs) selena what's it like bartending for these guys here awesome i
3: miss it so much (laughs) um uh entertaining to say the least yeah. it was always busy i mean every day we never well i never knew what i was going to get coming into work but um uh it was always a really good energy new people yeah. coming in every day new bands coming in that were so excited to be here mm-hmm. um and really just honestly grateful so uh, yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing
1: Yep. Yeah. how did you get hooked up with this place
3: um i mason and i, I got I to work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mason and i got to work together at another place that i was bartending and i came here for a show and pretty much looked at him and i was like so can i can i work for you there yeah. <laughs> like, can, <Yeah. laughs> when you have got a spot you know i kept bugging him yeah. for a while and then um magically some stuff came open and it worked out and then yeah um i was basically here full-time before everything hit with the pandemic so
0: yeah
1: and so i mean do you think it will come back
3: yeah yeah <laughs> <It's>
1: just...
3: <laughs> of course that was a, that
1: was a test macy <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: they,
4: they,
3: they already know the answer I, to I, I, that
4: i like... wanted to see how long that pause would be <laughs> <laughs> We we're yeah. working on, we you know, we've been working on Tim's Fest and all this stuff. And, and uh, you know, we post some pictures or something and I'd be getting emails from yep. our bartenders like, well, so are we open? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. like, no, we're not open yet. We're yeah, not allowed to open yeah. till phase four. We're just, yeah. we're just shooting a band here for a live yeah. stream or something I like know. that. You know? It's
3: know. a lot of hurry up and wait right now. And, it, and yeah. it it's, I mean, it sucks. Like we were really rocking and rolling. And I mean, we were, we were just yeah. seemed to be hitting like this huge peak and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just everything happened. and yeah. So, that's yeah. a
4: crazy, and it's and it's what and it it was it was us, but it, but it was like a lot. I've noticed a lot of my friends in the industry said the same thing. like yep. January and February of two thousand twenty, for Tim's were our two best months ever. Yeah. And those are the slowest months of the year for a bar. That's Absolutely. February is the shortest month, and January is mm-hmm. you yeah, have New Year's, and then that's it. You know. Yeah. And uh, everyone's go back goes back to the gym. The, the bar's empty, and the yoga studio's full in, in January. You know, but mm-hmm. um. January, our, this January and February were our best months ever. Even beat like our summer months. Yeah. So, I'm sitting here looking at the year, thinking, "Man, this is fine. We're finally gonna like hit our stride. We're finally gonna, yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start rock and rolling. And and you know, everything everything was coming together. The place finally looked the way we wanted. We got a new bar in. It's we, awesome. You here. know, we put a yeah. bunch of money. You know, in yeah. The we
2: slowly and, kind of. Just built and, built built and it
4: added out. things
2: and subtracted things and, yep. and did stuff over the last three years. And, and it's finally like where we want it. And then yeah. Coronavirus. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah.
1: yeah it, was, it looks great in here guys. I mean, I, I wish people <laughs> could see it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome place, man. Uh, Mason, yeah. uh, tell me about your background in music.
4: Uh, well before, yeah, before I landed in Seattle, I, uh, pretty much spent the better part of 10 years on the road. I've driven, I've been in every state in America and yep. pretty much driven every stretch of highway. I did 550,000 miles. I think I figured it out uh, wow. over the course of like eight <laughs> or nine years. Yeah. Uh, I go on these like six month tours, kind of called it a never ending tour. Uh, <laughs> you know, But then I take like a month off and then I go back out, you know, but that's just what I was. So I figured out that you could make a living selling CDs or, you know, selling records out of your truck. Uh, and touring around as a touring musician You anyone can make a living you just can't yep. stop like, right you, you're not you don't get paid if you stop so for me it was like 300 miles show 300 miles show three six days a week yep. like that for like i said nine or ten years you uh,
1: really can't stop because that t-shirt sale can mean uh you know t- uh, uh gas in the tank well, yeah, you that's, know, yeah. so you have to rely on every dollar that comes in, right?
4: Right. And then, you know, and then in the beginning I was, you know, as I started, I, I was living in my van and just sleeping at truck, you know, showering at truck stops and sleeping in parking lots and right. stuff like sure. that. And then I still did that towards the end to save money, but it was a little bit, you know, sometimes I fly out to shows and rent a car and then, you know, I was staying in red, you know, I had to deal with red roof. So I got a deal on rooms. So they're not the nicest hotel in the world, but red roof's not bad, you know? So I was, right. yeah. I was staying there. It was better than, it beat the hell out of, you know, sleeping in a, in front seat of a pickup truck. Or, a, <laughs> yeah. you know, strangers <laughs> floors. Right. That, oh, yeah. to the show. that was, yeah, those were always some I've interesting times. I've never done couch, uh, couch surfing. What was that? What, what was that couchsurfing.com or something like that? I did yeah. that for a while. I actually met some cool people doing yeah. that. You'd, you'd be, you'd, you'd be surprised. You kind yeah. of get a vibe for people right off the bat, sure. you know, you know oh, I'm not going to make it tonight. Yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, so yeah, I did. That's what I did. And then I came here to take a little break. My sister was living here. Uh, and I came to visit my sister and take yeah. a little break yeah. and I was going to take a month off and then I was going to start I was, I had already started booking. So I was going to start going and I got about two or three weeks into booking this new tour. And I was looking at my sister. I was like, I'm tired. I don't, I don't feel like driving back across the country right now at all. Mm-hmm. I She's like, well, why don't you go get a job? You haven't had one of those in like 10 years. Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, maybe I will. So I, you know, I got a job and I just kind of started working in Bellevue at this little retirement community and, sure. you know, and then, you know, me and Matt started talking about going into business together. And next thing we know, we're here we are at Tim's, and I've yeah. uh, been working on this place ever since. You know? Yeah. But it was well. it was kind of like uh, you got to put your, uh, you know, y- 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 I told everybody. I I went to every, I've been in every bar, every dive bar or venue, mm-hmm. and I and I said, man, I know, I know the good ones, and I know the bad ones. Yeah. And if I ever have a place, it's going to be the best one. <laughs> it's going to be the <laughs> yeah. one that I would want to go to. Yeah. And so that was always our, our thing, and, and Selena will attest to so this. I really told everybody that worked here, so I don't care. You know? I don't care about anything else except for one thing more importantly than anything else is that you make the musicians feel like they're Kings here. Like make the musician, yep. the music is the most important thing. And the musician, there's nothing worse than being on tour. You go into some venues and you may be like Mason Reed. We're so glad to see you. We're excited yeah. for the show. We recognize you. We've seen your YouTube. Or, it's a great feeling. You know, and you're like, cool, yeah. man. Like they, they did the research. You're yeah, and they're Playing actually, your music on the stereo. Yeah, and you're you like, in. Hey, cool. Yeah. This is going to be a good night. <laughs> right, yeah. And then other shows you go to and you walk in and they're like, yeah, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Mason. I'm, I'm, yeah. sing, I'm singing tonight, yeah. you know? I booked a show here. Yeah. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 hey. hey. Yeah. Oh, sound guy won't be here till five. Okay, can I get a beer? Sure, that'll be six bucks. Oh, you Be like, God. you know, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Thanks, yeah. you know, yeah. So I was, we always wanted this place to be the place uh, where musicians felt at home sure. and that took care of musicians. And yeah. if, if nothing else, I wanted a, a reputation for making sure that musicians were taken care of.
1: Yeah, yeah that that's awesome man it's it's much appreciated in the community yeah thanks more than you realize it's much appreciated well
4: we realized a whole bunch it was pretty humbling <laughs> last saturday when we you know the community uh stepped up to the plate and actually kind of saved our butts a little bit yeah we had a big yeah. uh,
2: big fundraiser save tim's fest last uh, i guess the date was on october 17th yep. so this is probably going to air later but um
1: yeah <laughs> a little bit but you know um I want to get into that in a second. Okay, Um, sure. Tell me about your background in music first.
2: Um, So I grew up in Phoenix, and um, my I have three older brothers, and they there was always a guitar and you know classic rock stuff around the house, and I just got into it from a young age. Um, I think I was probably like ten. Started taking some guitar lessons on classical guitar, you know. it wasn't really my thing, of course, but I wanted to learn how to play guitar, so I just did it. My mom found some old guy that had played a full guitar, and yeah. I did like a month of lessons with him. And then from there, I just took it and started learning how to play, you know, covers of songs that I really, really liked. And I'd sit in my bedroom and just listen to a Bob Marley song like 100 times until I could figure out what the hell he's doing or what, yeah. the, what Peter Tosh is doing or whoever's doing it. And, uh, and then I took some electric guitar lessons. I took maybe a couple months electric guitar lessons when I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And then I started I started a band with you know this guy and a couple of my other buddies. And I was uh, we had a drum. My brother, my older brother, it's just one the one right above me. He uh, had a drum drum set in the house, and he was in a band. Yeah, in high school, and I was like eighth, I was like seventh, eighth grade, sixth grade maybe. And there was a drum set in the in the house, and he was you know whenever he was not playing it, I was on there messing around. So I learned how to play drums. Um, just kind of learned how to play everything um, from it being around and, and my parents being totally cool with it in the house and being loud in the house yeah and my mom just you know tuning out as much as she could without you know (laughs) but uh yeah just being (laughs) fortunate enough to have it around the house and um and then I you know I played in several bands in high school and college and then after college I moved up here to Seattle and um I kind of moved to Seattle like for a change of scene from Arizona. Moved move uh,
1: to Seattle oh, from Arizona. From Arizona, yeah, but okay. I was in
2: Flagstaff, which is, is seven thousand feet elevation. It's a mm-hmm. lot more like Seattle than, you know, Phoenix, of course. Yeah. So it wasn't a hard transition. But I just wanted to get out of Arizona and I thought Seattle had a great music scene and it still yeah. does. Um I wasn't like following grunge or something like that. A lot of people are like, Oh, (laughs) Jimi Hendrix. I'm going to go there because (laughs) Jimi Hendrix lived there. I'm like, I want to be I wasn't following anyone. It's
1: an added bonus. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Little
2: Ray Charles is from here too. Um, That's right. But, uh, I wasn't following that grunge, grunge boom that everyone was in like the late nineties or anything really. I just, I just thought it was a cool area and I visited here and I visited Portland and Mm -hmm. I fell here in Seattle and, uh, here we are. Yeah. And I just do my, I did my own stuff. When I first moved up here, I did my own music and wrote my own songs and recorded everything in my bedroom, um, in my studio apartment in Queen yep. Anne, yep. you know, in my bathroom in there. Yes. Uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on in there. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: not, not <laughs> All the dirty oh, minds, memory, all sure.
2: the dirty yeah, minds can right. uh, turn off right now. Um, but yeah. This is a family show. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Good thing, this, good thing this isn't a visual podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, there's a camera right
2: oh, there. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. so I lived there for a while and, and did my thing in there. And then uh, Mason moved up here in, what, 2013 or something? No, this would have
4: been uh,
2: 15. 15. But he, he'd come up a couple times, and I, put, I opened up a show for him with my solo stuff. And I sat in with him for a couple songs. Yeah. Did a couple of tours, like mini tours with him, like mm-hmm. one in California. I think it was 2015, maybe or 13. Yeah, cool. we did
4: that one up the West Coast.
2: That was fun. Yeah, we did like five or six shows in California. Um, but yeah, and then uh, just kind of yeah, just kind of got uh, the idea that we, you know, he'd been pushing me to to get a bar or, or do yeah. something for a while. Yeah, and I just kept on saying no. Yeah it's not good timing, not, not right. And then, and then like, you know, I lost my dad. Uh, he died of cancer and I'm then, sorry. And I, was, he was going through a battle for a long time. And I was just like, you know, screw this. Let's do something. I, I gotta get something to take my mind off sure. this. I was working sure. like, you know, minimum wage jobs and shit. Yep. But, um, yeah. So that all happened. And, uh, he's like, well, I'll, I'm going to get some listings and he sent, sent that one. Like he said, the first one was Tim's and I was like, it's right down the street from my house. Yep. We'd played there before. The address is six oh two, which is the area code for Arizona phone number. Six oh two. I was like, serendipity, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was the right price and and, and yeah, it was uh, you know, we had we knew we had to put a little lipstick on it to make it what we wanted, but sure. uh, that was fine. That's not a big deal. Yeah. And so here we are. But
1: uh
2: Yeah. Here we're not, I guess, technically. <laughs> yeah You know we're in a standstill right now.
1: Funny you say that because I, I my first time on the stage i pictured something a little bit different <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 oh you never never got in the, open, the no. open mic no i know i never <laughs> did oh, because I, yeah. when selena's I, like mason says you can't come play When <laughs> yeah. i finally
1: you know my, <laughs> my never
3: my, <laughs> oh no the singer
1: of my band and i finally got you know i played all over this city and i always wanted to play here and i, I don't know yeah it just it just didn't happen, but I wanted it to. And I was like, oh man, I want to play here so bad. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, <laughs> you know. And then, the, and then the shutdown happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, wow. But I was coming out to the open mics to try to get a feel of, you know, how that worked. And, you know, had a huge respect. I had, still have a huge respect for it.
4: And oh, our it, open mic was so cool. It, it was such so cool. It was always was packed. A, Yeah, So, so much so, so supportive the, people and oh my so God. much talent.
2: And, yeah. The guy. Yeah, we that, had a great host, Bob Crow. Bob Crow yeah. This pedal.
1: And was an entire band, you know, the only person, yeah. the only other person I've ever seen do that is Tim Reynolds of Dave Matthews band mm-hmm. yeah. to loop and, and sound like an entire orchestra by the end. I, I saw a guy that night and I was like, shit, man, yeah. I don't know if I'm good enough for that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and we saw so was many, that... I mean, there's been so many kids that, you know, you see them first time at open yeah. mic and yeah. they never, they're shaking and their voices crack in. And then six months later, they're opening up for a big band at the tractor. And they, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, they're like, and you're like, and they're doing, they're putting together their own shows and they're, you know, and they got their five song EP yeah. coming out and yeah. all of a sudden you're like, man, this is cool. I remember when you were like sweaty yeah. palms shaking, <laughs> dropping your pick on the stage and yeah. spilling your beer yeah. and, like, and asking me, you know, asking me for advice and all of yeah. sudden, man, this is so cool. Yeah. That you guys are, uh, you know, that you're, they, it's, it's really cool to see, uh, we all, we, we've been tossing this word incubator around, Sure, but that's really what we feel like is it's cool. Yeah. To, it's cool to watch, uh, baby bands grow up and, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, and we've gotten to see a lot of that here. Uh, yeah. a lot of bands play their first show at Tim's and, uh, and, or, or a lot of, like I said, a lot of people play their first open mic at Tim's and it's like, wow, man, yep. that's so cool.
1: Yeah. Lucky to, to start here because when <laughs> I started playing shows, i don't want to say how long ago <laughs> but uh uh <laughs> wasn't as it places as cool as this so so uh, uh if you're a band out there if you're listening i mean the thames tavern is is a is an awesome place to to start and it's it's an awesome place to come back to
2: yeah you know? and we have a lot of those we have a lot of people that get big and they they still pay yeah. pay homage so it's nice yeah. you know that's rewarding too as a booker it's like they come back and I try to be here for most of the shows. I'm I'm probably here three or four nights a week watching watching shows, and the other nights I'm like trying to get sleep to catch up because I'm here (laughs) till like one o'clock or something. You know, schmoozing with the bands and stuff, and um, kind of playing major D a little bit. Yeah, you know, because we don't really have that. We have a sound. We have a sound person.
0: Yeah,
2: we have a door guy. We have a bartender. Yeah, and so when the bands get here, if the bartender, the you know, the sound person's not here, you know, like it's someone's got to like here. You guys get it here. here's your beers here's yeah. your drink tickets here's whatever yeah. you know so a lot of times it's it's that mason's usually here though so
4: yeah and our bartenders are really good
2: at cuz that's, that's, we, right that's what we kind of <laughs> talked about for sure but there's always someone new and it's like hey, yeah, yeah. there's a new person to, yeah. you
4: know and selena's got to train them up but I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." I was like, "If you see somebody that walks through the door and they look like a musician, you know what they look like,
0: you
4: know, or yeah. they smell like That's a right. musician. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, wow. be nice to them, what and
1: you know, yeah. beer and sweat. Yeah, yeah. That get them a beer and <laughs> yeah. show where the stage yeah. is <laughs> right away." Yeah. Uh, Selena, so uh, I, I feel weird asking you this question. How did you get started in, in the music industry? <laughs>
3: Well, funny story. The short answer is you. (laughs)
0: Um,
3: Long story. Basically, I was bartending in another place, and you and I became friends, and um, and the down season, you started working with me behind the bar, and the business wasn't doing well, and um, they decided to close, and I was freaked out (laughs) about it because I didn't know what I was going to do for work, and you kind of took me under your wing, so... um yeah and i mean we were super crazy busy for a hot minute and of course covid keeps being the you know initial response to uh, a
1: hot minute being a a couple years
3: yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so sorry
1: it's your story you tell
3: it so uh but yeah no we yeah so we bartended together and yeah you had me working shows with you and stuff and um it was great because um i always really wanted a good like life you know work balance and uh when slow season came on it miraculously was a good timing because i met mason and Mm -hmm. and i got to meet matt and um they pulled me here yeah so i got pretty much everything i wanted i got to work shows you know when i could and then also work in a music venue which is you know fantastic I,
1: i was glad to see you land here at tim's um you know and one of my favorite things is is when i bring people on um seeing them go beyond what I, what I can offer them, you know, um, cause I feel like what I offer everyone is a temporary thing. Um, some people have stuck in it, you know, stuck to it for the long haul, but, uh, I love seeing people take that and grow from it. And I feel like that's what Selena did and, and being here at Tim's, you know, you like, I've never seen you happier. It was great. Someplace. I yeah.
3: yeah, no, I know. I'm a workaholic and it was awesome. They're like, "You want to work bunch?" Yeah, we've got that.
0: You <laughs> well, are a workaholic. Yeah. I'm like, "Damn, Selena. That's, that's did, why did, Selena yeah. and I get along." Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. I, it, it was great. Yeah. Like I I mean, and I and I enjoy it. You know, it's like I don't I don't want any weird context to that at all. Like I yeah. what I wanted, I got, and I'm incredibly appreciative for it. So. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um cuz like I hear you talk a lot about um, how much you Love working around bands again, which you haven't got a chance to do that at the other jobs you worked at, aside from working backstage at the arenas and stuff.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, this was, like I said, it was just the perfect balance, you know, like these guys, it's, uh, these people are all really hungry and they're coming in and they're exciting and, uh, you know, they're, they're smaller bands Mm -hmm. and um, you know, they're, they're pumped. And that was such a cool thing to be a part of. Like, I love that. And then I got to do the flip side of stuff, you know, and work with these huge bands. And, you know, for myself, it was like, Oh, holy cow, you know? So, um, you know, the biggest thing is like the hunger that's there, you know, and being able to get all of that, you Mm -hmm. know, in every aspect of my life is really cool. Yeah.
1: That's, that's awesome. Um, it warms my heart to hear that. Song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might be a little more biased towards Selena on this podcast, yeah. but uh, you know, I saw how hard she works. You know, and and just
4: she does. She's thought, the hardest working person she, I know.
1: Yeah, I thought she just deserved more, and was like, "Well, come over here and see how that works for you." And you do a great job there. And
3: yeah, it's I glad to see that you. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, this uh, work life balance is a huge, yeah. huge thing to me. And yeah. being able to be in a place that like valued music as much as I do, mm-hmm. like that's such a huge part. Like there was never any question. If I was like, Hey, I want to go work, a, you know, I want to go work a show,
5: yeah. you
3: know, um, there was never any question. They're like, okay, yeah. cool. All, you know, Mason worked a couple shows or, or i worked here. Um, well, I went and worked a couple shows and stuff like that. So I could go do that and still have yeah. that opportunity, you know, um, that's important. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that. Right.
1: Yeah. Because you, you've got the band, you've got the sound guy, um, you know, the lighting guy or whatever, whatever you have, but something else that's very important that people may not realize is the bartender, mm. you know, yeah. can, uh, mm-hmm. make your night party master for the, mo- for yeah. the most part a little more enjoyable. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, Mason, mm-hmm. what's the most exciting part about your job about about coming here
4: just uh the music man i mean just yep. i was just thinking about that a minute ago when selena was talking i just had this this thought about how there's just nothing there was nothing better than this place packed yeah with sweaty kids and everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. rocking <laughs> yeah. out and the back door you know and the people the patios packed and you know the, there was nights i mean i remember a night of uh, it was around this time last year and I remember it was October, but it was a warm night. And uh, it wasn't cold like it is right now. But uh, the doors, the front door was open, the back door was open. There was this wicked, like, punk band on stage. And a storm was on, and it was lightning and thundering. And so the lightning (laughs) and the thunder was making the lights flicker. And this band just never missed a beat. And the place was packed, and it was just the most... And I just was sitting at the corner of the bar thinking, man, this is just the coolest thing this is, its just one of—it's just a moment, a small little moment that you can't even put into words. But it's just the coolest thing. Everyone dancing, yeah. Everyone in sync, grooving to the same beat, sweating their asses off. The excuse my French. The lightning. <laughs> That's okay. The light. You're allowed to cuss on podcast. Sure. Right? <laughs> the fucking lightning's going, and the door. I mean, it was in the warm breeze, and it was just—it yeah. was just everything that I ever wanted in life, right in that moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Matt. What makes you want to get up in the morning and uh, come out and do this?
2: Well, the same thing. The, mu- the music is, you know, and like I said, it's really re- rewarding uh, when you book a show that's successful, even if there's no one here to enjoy it. But if, yeah. if there's, you know, you look around, there's five people here and they're all enjoying it and like blown away. Yeah. That was what I kind of got off on and was like a high for me. Um, but yeah, just the music and just having a place of our to call our own that
0: mm-hmm.
2: we knew was was cool cool being too cool for school kind of thing. Like, (laughs) you know, it was cool. I I enjoyed hanging out here. I had to watch myself and try not to make an ass out of myself sometimes (laughs) because it's my place and, you know, me and Mason's place. And it's like, you can't, you can't do that as an owner, but yeah, I had some fun here Uh, and hopefully we get back open. We can, do it again but I have uh, a lot more fun. there's plenty of nights where they you know they cut me off I'm like okay <laughs> Which, yeah. I, I you're, good. To... you're good you're yeah. good I understand but I'm luckily I'm a happy drunk I'm not a I'm not an angry drunk <laughs> right. you know I just get I just get hungry and and happy yeah. like, ah. I, I
3: have to say this though there was nothing cooler than when Matt would come in the next day and be like hey if he was one of those nights that he was getting sleep
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um.
3: Uh. And come in and say how did the show go and be like, oh my god, it was amazing. All the bands were this. It was like yeah. the best thing to be able to say. Uh. Like that was the result. Okay.
2: Yeah. I like yeah. keeping tabs. You know, yeah. if, if this is a night I can't be in here, I'll I'll ask. You know, if Mason's here, one of the bartenders here, I'll I'll keep tabs. We have a we have a, actually have an employee log. Um. Yeah. So if you know yeah. if anything bad or really awesome happens, write it down in the log. Yeah. And reading some of the, like her reviews of like the bands or this band was awesome. This band was cool. This band like was rude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, okay, you're eighty six, you're not coming back. You can be rude to my bartender, and my whole staff, you're you're done. Yeah. Smart. But but also That's bands smart. are awesome. So we have this log and then I'd go mark my calendar, and be like, this band was great, rebook them. And I'd mark this. I have this huge Rolodex now of just not Rolodex, but yeah. Figuratively. Smart. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah most was, of the time we knew if a good. band came in here, if they had like an attitude. Yeah. Before they it's, even started playing. Right. So I mean, Sometimes it happens. You're on the road. I mean, believe me, I know. You're and on the you're road. Tired. You're, you're, you're expecting a certain thing when you come into a yep. venue. You're expecting a certain, you know, you've had a, a run of bad shows. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, here's another shithole venue, whatever. Yep. And, uh, you know, but I knew that if they came in here and they spent 15 or 20 minutes talking to our bartenders or our people here, mm-hmm. uh, if they're still rude, well, then they've got, then they've got a problem. You yeah. Because we're not, we're the least pretentious rude place on the planet sure I, mean, I know matt talks about being too cool for school but yeah but really, no i just wanted just... our bar to be too cool for school. Yeah, what I, but yeah. not
2: but not sh- shutting out anyone I, I just i just wanted it to be cool and it is cool it's so. very cool yeah, yeah. we're happy with the, the yeah. outcome of what happened
1: yep what but, are some of the most common myths that people have about the, the work that you do like mason uh, do people think that you're <laughs> coming out here and just Doing shots and and listening to bands yeah, they probably night?
4: yeah, they probably think that we're just like partying nonstop yeah? and is that what Matt we don't it, work
1: yeah, is that what they think about? Do you ever hear anyone saying like?
4: Oh, they wouldn't
2: be wrong, but at the same I time, they, there's there's a lot more that goes. Okay. Yeah. When I'm sitting, when Maybe I'm sitting, when I'm sitting here watching the band, and I have a beer and a shot. It doesn't mean I'm still not working. I'm I'm looking around, like I'm looking at things like that could be going wrong. So, or um, like,
1: in case anyone from alcohol enforcement is listening, you're off the clock. But yeah. oh, I'm, yeah, that's 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 the joy of being an owner. I don't actually clock in, but I'm always. Yeah, I got my eye open. I'm the,
2: I'm like the ba- you know that's a, I'm the yeah. you know the he's like you know he's the vocal. I'm the good backup.
1: On all the time, right? Yeah, he's the same, I mean, the same with you. He stays in the shadows.
2: I'm yeah. a particular guy, and, and, every, and Mason yeah. and Selena know that I, I I really like things to to go a certain way, and if they don't, then I get frustrated. But sure, I'm usually quiet when I you know I I shut up. Yeah, when something's yeah. not right, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's
4: hard Selena. to tell with a mask on. Yeah, <laughs> I think the big, I think another big thing that people think about when they see I mean maybe not even just a venue, but yeah. any bar or mm-hmm. restaurant. People yeah. sit, will sit at the bar and they'll look around and they'll see a busy bar and they think... To the, and I know that people think this because I thought this to myself before I owned a bar. Yeah. Wow, these guys are making a ton of money. That's yeah. what they think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah! Wow, right. these guys are rolling in dough. Look, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. Look how many beers they're selling. Yeah, this place is packed. They must be rolling in dough. Yeah, I don't realize that. But what they don't realize is what? It, yeah, it costs forty-five thousand dollars a month just to keep the place wow. going. You know what I mean? Oh and so, oh god, yeah. You know, so yeah, rolling in dough is not quite, quite what it is. It's I mean, it very quickly that, became like, a labor of that love. That
1: light costs money. That light costs yeah. money. That that computer over there costs yeah. money. You
4: know, everything. You know, yeah. like they they don't. Oh, the fog machine. The band set off a fog machine and that made yeah, our Jesus. fire extinguisher go off and the fire department showed up oh and they just charged God. me $375 yeah. because they didn't read the writer that said please don't use a fog machine and the sound guy didn't stop them you know that's happened a couple of times wow. and the bands yeah. don't realize and you know See, they don't realize what they just did that they just took all the uh, money man. we just paid all the money to the fire department bands <laughs>
1: bands please read your emails Man,
3: and Re- respond. Read your writer. Don't get <laughs> me wrong, but don't
4: get me wrong. Fog machines are fucking awesome. So, yeah. you yeah, know, by all means, yeah. you know. It just happens. We just happen to have a very sensitive fire.
1: I, uh, you know, I have a mixed <laughs> mixed feeling about fog machines. I'm a drummer, so I sometimes feel like they're an excuse to make the drummer disappear. But yeah. whatever. I'm just gonna move on to yeah. the next question. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Mason, what's some of the mistakes you made earlier uh, in your career?
4: Uh, in my music career mistakes or in, and in
1: and your um um your 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 bar owning venue owning career, how
4: much time do we have? Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's oh, just messing, you know what? Just, <laughs> just totally josh. Uh, let's go with,
1: let's go with the owning 10s like some of the some of the well, things so, so you, one of the
4: things that we figured out right very very quickly yeah. when we first started because our whole thing was okay, you know what musicians are going to get paid and they're going to be treated fairly. And we're going to figure out how to make this happen. And we started booking bands off the bat. And the first couple of months, I mean, we were booking band. We were saying, you know what? Yeah. Come play. We'll give you $400. Come yeah. play. We'll give you $300. Mm-hmm. And so we were, and then we very quick, quickly realized, well, we just spent a thousand dollars on bands and the bar yeah. only made $850. Yeah, so Our entertainment so budget oh, okay. was, this is not going to last for, and so we had to sure. figure out a way that, you know, well, that where bands could still get paid, but there wasn't, we weren't going to be able to pay our bills if we were giving all our money to the bands, as much as we wanted to do that, and we did do that for like the first three months that we owned this place. We bi- basically gave all of the money to the bands, and we we're like, "Wow, we're we're going into the negative now, so this isn't working." Uh, and so then we figured out that we were going to do door, you know, the door thing, and you know, we kind of slowly got into a similar, um, uh, you know, a similar structure that most places have, where you charge yeah. the door and then. Yeah. But the difference with us was that the bands got the door. Uh, sure. we didn't really take ever take a, a production fee we gave a hundred percent of the door yeah. basically to the bands um we just figured like we would make our money selling booze you you make your money bringing your friends to the show yep. it was it's the only fair way it
2: was the only fair way like because you know you bring people you get money so if you don't bring people That's we're not gonna make money simple. at the bar yeah so if you bring if you bring 10 people per yeah. band you get 30 people in there, that feels pretty pretty full in here 30 you yeah. A good 50 people it feels but really it wasn't
4: full. like other like you know i spent my time in la and other places and it's like you know, okay. You got the first fifty people that pay to see you. Uh, yeah, that, that goes to pay for the production fee, and then yeah. you get you can get yeah. you get seventy percent. You get seventy percent of the fee after uh, fifty people
5: pay. You know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, uh, we'll start with Mason. Besides Tim's, obviously, uh, what's your favorite venue?
5: oh wow in
4: Seattle there's that's you know one of the a- anywhere in the world well I should I mean, say but we gotta give props to, to this place right here for a second because Tims yeah no to oh, Seattle in general where we, oh, we yeah, in mean, our yeah, city this yeah. is this is a reason why 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 I moved here why, I know Matt mentioned earlier one of the reasons why he Same. moved here yeah like you know you're, why tra- I you're moved saying here. why you met here so moved here and and so a musician uh yeah, I moved out here from Indiana because I, I wanted to come out here for the music yeah. scene and the and you know mm-hmm. there are so many cool venues in this city absolutely uh it's hard to to name a favorite you know you could talk about like favorite shows, maybe I don't know and they, that's
1: my which is <laughs> that's my the next, next question next one, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, which there's show? so
4: many good venues um mm-hmm. that we that we love in Seattle um yep. that we've played mm-hmm. um the sunset tractor, of course. Yep, love uh, love Ballard, love Connor Byrne. Yep. Um, where else, Matthew?
2: Um, I mean, if you're talking smaller places, yes, those are some of them.
4: Love um, Love the more. Uh, any
2: any mm-hmm. artist is capable. Yeah. Any artist is capable of turning a, a place that you didn't previously like into a place that you, you will love. That's where did a we great, Where did we see Built to Spill? That's a
1: great point, man.
2: Um, Built to Spill, I've seen them. I've seen them everywhere from the Crocodile. The Moore Theater is probably my favorite uh, in Seattle. Um, but it's bigger. It's for bigger bands. Showbox. Uh, Showbox, Showbox downtown uh, in the market is. That place is cool. A great vibe. And we had kind of yeah. a similar vibe in here with the red lights and the dark. Um,
1: and the sound in here is The sound is, in here is just. Yeah.
2: It's way better than any other venue in the universe. It's, yeah. yeah
1: it's neck and neck with it's the like show box. being inside the taj mall <laughs> um, yeah i've already uh
2: no it's a small room you know about this, this, this room doesn't need much you know we we've had bands uh come to tim's with their half stacks and their and their huge huge amps and it's actually in in our rider like please no half stacks like,
1: thank you because this one does not one go of my to 11. Biggest pet peeves of even playing in a band is that you know guitar player sorry for whoever's listening uh Half stacks are too much for 90% of what you're going to do.
4: So this is, this is a good chance Sorry. just to yeah. say this stuff out okay. loud because yeah. you can't like just talk one-on-one with musicians all the time. If there's musicians listening, there's, from, old, from an few, old guy yeah. to, to, <laughs> to the younger guys, yep. one, of the, one of the key things that makes you an expert and a professional is learning how to play to a room. I know that sounds like yep. a really old guy yep. thing to say mm-hmm. because I remember him saying it to me, uh, <laughs> but it's key. And these guys that come in with these huge and they're playing to a stadium, uh, and they're not in a stadium. Yep. Yep. If you could learn how to play to the room, but still deliver the same, the same fucking vibe that you're trying to deliver.
1: And that's what, that, that's what, uh, you know, I was going to say is, is have that energy within yourself, you know, but your gear doesn't need to represent that, uh, and I think that just comes with age and experience. Uh, because the older I get, the smaller my drum kit
4: gets. Age and experience, you know? of spending some time in, in headphones, spending some time with your mouth yeah. up close to a mic, or your yep. guitar, or your your amp miked with head, when you got headphones on, and yep. you compress it, compress it, and listen to yep. it, and you know, and you could, and when it's so close, yep. I know people say, oh, but I need my tone, my tone, you know. But yeah, your yeah. tone doesn't need to like blister.
2: We, had, we, had, we yeah we had one maybe People's one intestines. one band in here that had half stacks that they must have had it on like one or two volume level and th- and they were they were tolerable we actually had some band a band come in here and they the sound guy convinced the sound person convinced them to turn the amps around they actually faced the amps to this wall and it sounded awesome I was like yeah that was we should just convince exactly.
4: everyone to turn yeah. their amps to the wall like it was a neat trick like hey cool half stack let's do this let's turn it around because it's a small room and they point them the other way and actually sounded pretty cool yeah Yeah. we're
2: gonna mic you know we'll mic it so in case you're worried about it but like we we don't generally we don't mic drums or um amps in here because you don't need it this room is concrete uh the floor is concrete we do mic kick drums we do mic kick drums if you want it you don't even i understand if you have a good kick drum you don't need it in this room because it's 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 loud in here sure um but he's right. Playing to a room is a very strong asset that a lot of people overlook. And yep. and, and inexperienced musicians don't understand that you don't need much. to. Yep. And, and, and honestly, the quieter you are, the more people will shut up and listen. And when you're loud, yep. they will talk over you. And then you'll get frustrated that they're talking. It's I be- think it
1: just comes with experience because when it I does, play a does. room, I, I learned later on the less mics they put around my drum kit uh, the more I'm like, oh, that's cool, because I'm gonna beat the shit out of these. And, <laughs> well, it, it feels good. It feels good when you when you hear your you know? mics
2: fully, your drums fully miked up. It feels awesome. Like when you can hear, like it does. It, it's totally yeah. a different yeah. feeling when you're playing a, a raw drum set compared to one that's been mic'd and it's going through everything. But yeah, not every place is built for that. Sure, sure. If you're playing showbox, yep. of course you want a mic on everything. Like you want you know a bigger venue. Yeah, but we're you know we're an eighty person venue. We're a room. Yep. A room.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A cool room, by the way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Selena, besides Tim's, what's your favorite venue?
3: You know, actually, it was funny when you t- told me that question. I, I had one in my head, but the more I think about it, um, I actually have two. And it's the Neptune and the Can-Can.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah.
3: Um. I mean, just the can-can for what they do. I mean, uh, it's, it's a burlesque venue and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they, they, they have a very small space. Um,
1: Which you, you used to be a go-go dancer. Yes. Right? <laughs> so you, I can see how you would gravitate towards...
3: You know, um i so, appreciate right? a lot of things about art and uh, dance sure. is a part of art and yeah. what they do there and what they do with that venue is incredible and it's beautiful yeah. and it's stunning and right. like there's always a show put on and people yeah. always leave just completely wowed so and um the neptune also too it's not a huge crazy huge venue and stuff like that but anything that i've seen there i think the last show i saw there was bush um yeah, like, <laughs> i mean when was that couple years ago wow, <laughs> yeah
0: great, um but show.
3: but yeah i mean i i look at a lot of stuff like that i and it's weird the more stuff i've done with music i notice things i notice the sound i notice the space used for stage like yeah. i mean all those kinds of things and it's just impeccably done and they they, they do a really good job
1: yeah yeah they, they they do i i i love pneumos i hope to be there soon hold on <laughs>
2: Yeah, we have a lot uh, of street noise. We're on a major, uh, major thoroughbred here. One, yeah, 100, yeah, 100, no worries. 105th. Uh, it, new
4: front door is supposed to be coming soon. Kind oh, of, yeah, shout it's out to walking. the door store. Yeah, the door yeah. store is hooking yeah. us up
2: with the front door. We're, we're in the city. <laughs> they're, actually the helping city. Okay. they're actually uh, helping us out with a, a, a new door. We had it already kind of bought, but they're going to install it and, and give it to us for free. So the door yep. store is a great... Yep local business that's helping us shout out to them. Um, I, I didn't answer the question fully that you had. Um, my, one of my favorite venues is in Phoenix. It's called celebrity theater. Okay. And it's a, it's a theater in the round and the stage is round, but the stage rotates, um, Yes. Uh, 300, so cool. 360 three hundred and sixty degrees. Like it, it does so a re- cool. it does a revolution every minute. So it's like a giant lazy do you Susan set with a band around on. the stage. Yeah, every, it's, it's in the round. So the stage is in the middle, and but the stage ro- cool, the stage rotates man. like this. So the, all the cables are running down the middle of the stage, and they have they have to be on something where they're connected in the stage, so they don't get tangled up when it rotates. They have a system for it. Uh, it's, and like a, it's, it's, it's like not, a
1: small Metallica show. Oh y- well, yeah, it's just a- slowly. I've seen, slowly spinning I've seen tons of bands there. I saw I saw
2: Fugazi there. I saw Back there. I saw. Oh, uh, it's a smaller yeah. it's All like right. a maybe 2,000 um person venue but no seat
4: is farther than 80 feet away from the stage it's brilliant because it's just around yeah. i saw roger daltrey sitting there in like 1990 wow i was working at california pizza kitchen but yeah that uh, shout out
2: to, yeah shout out to celebrity theater in arizona um if I, like, had a ton of money and was going to buy a venue and, like, just, like, oh, I just want to buy a venue, that's probably the one I'd buy because I had the yeah. most memories there, and it's also just a really cool experience.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's been there wow. since the 50s. There's, you know, it was, like, Dean Martin's, Frank Sinatra, all those all those guys, the Rat, the rat Pack was, yeah. was doing their thing there, I think, when the, when the boom was happening to Phoenix back then, but that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I wish there were more venues that would put i know the stage i, in I the don't middle. know why there's not more there's <laughs> yeah. maybe one or two in the world and that, and that one's like just any so cool. show i've
1: ever done on a tour where they put the stage in the middle everyone has the best view
2: well this you know. one rotates too so you're not just looking at the back if you're behind them you're, sure. you're eventually you're seeing them and they're playing and, and the band's super happy about it too they're like whoa this is cool i'm spinning." Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm spinning. I got, oh
2: I see yeah. this guy again oh this guy's wearing his wig okay yeah. I got I'll see you in another minute yeah like, <laughs> so Selena,
1: true. uh do you have a favorite show on mine
3: well uh, this is a pretty obvious answer knowing you know you and I know each other but Incubus was probably the best
1: uh <laughs> So I feel weird asking you these questions because <laughs> uh, you already know. <laughs> okay. Everyone, Selena and I are neighbors. We're gonna go back a little ways. <laughs> uh, when was that show?
3: That was God. actually, um, last year you, um, You had asked me if I could work Elton John, actually, for two days, and that was the original plan, Mm -hmm. and then you called me and said, well, so I kind of need you to be at another venue, and I said, what? And you're like, well, Well, it's it's Incubus.
1: (laughs) This is your story, but uh, it was my birthday, Yep. (laughs) and they're one of my favorite bands of all time, and I know you and I had a lot of uh, great nights rocking out to Incubus.
0: Tons. Uh, Tons. (laughs)
1: and uh band. yep and i thought uh there's one person i can call <laughs> to fill that one <clears throat> one spot yeah
3: but,
0: that yeah. i had
3: yeah that was, the, was yeah that was, was selena yeah that was the neat part about it it was it wasn't a huge show um and they were super cool like the whole staff backstage was really great it was just um yeah it was a really neat experience and yeah it was your birthday yeah.
0: my 40th <laughs> oh, happy birthday, <laughs> birthday. <laughs> well thank <you. laughs>
2: so you're 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 mason uh, you're age. oh yeah yeah. no for sure but i I, I,
3: it was funny because i i mean well i i was working here and i kind of looked at mason and i was like um i have a huge favor to ask Uh,
1: i (laughs) i i don't think i've ever thanked you yet mason for letting her come out and oh (laughs) yeah
4: after she worked here but i appreciate it she's she's like well i am going to go work a show i said well it depends on who's playing. Yeah, yeah. Was, she it, said Incubus. Like, oh hell yeah. Well, it was, well, no, it was Incubus, <laughs> yeah. and then
3: it was Elton Underrated John bang. the next day. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that... was that
4: his uh, farewell
2: tour? Was it the Yellow Brick it Road was, tour? Yep, or... it was,
3: mm-hmm. and it was, mm-hmm. it was stunning, and it was a really great Did experience. It, it, yep. Probably yeah. the best two days. Yeah of my life. So, wow. <laughs> Thanks guys. I was just talking, I was just talking to my,
2: I was just talking to my wife about the Tacoma dome and we, I've only been there once and saw, I saw a modest mouse and nice. uh, it was last year, <laughs> modest mouse and black keys. Yep. And I just, I didn't like the setup. I felt so far away and we were on the floor level and I couldn't see the stage. That's I feel like that that's a venue that to, should do the round thing. The
1: round thing. Yes. and everyone's going
2: in the middle, yeah. everyone's watching the stage. It's
1: like, and uh, they have, and every time they do that, I was on tour. Uh, well, I did a, a West coast tour with um, Reba McIntyre and George Strait, And they set up in the middle and everyone had an, well, on that, I mean, depending on you can't on sell, that's at. the
2: thing is, you can't sell as many tickets because if the stage doesn't rotate, you can't sell the tickets behind the stage.
1: Did rotate, oh, cool, and uh, um, that was years, years ago, um, uh, <coughs> at, uh, at the yeah, oh. well, Tacoma Dome in Portland, and yeah, yeah, Eugene, yeah. and mm-hmm. all, all down through the but, um, but yeah, that 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 was a rotating stage in the middle of an arena, yeah, huh. and you're right. It's something I wish they would do more often. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I felt disappointed. And and also the sound in there, it's kind of a, it's a wood box, but yeah, it's still better than key arena. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Which is still closed. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. They're, they're fixing it up for the hockey team. And it's now,
1: it's now called the climate change or climate pledge.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, We, I think, I don't know.
1: Amazon's climate pledge arena. Okay. First of all, I want to say to the listeners, um, I wish people would consult me first when they name things. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree with where they're going with it and the idea, but uh, consult me first with yeah. names. Man, because <laughs> uh, uh, climate pledge change climate change pledge climate something arena, I don't know, but... Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. It's always going to be the key to me. Yeah, no the way, reason way, why, yeah, I'm sure
4: they'll change it eventually to the Amazon arena. The yeah. reason why they called it that, I think, is because it's the first... One that's yep being neutral yep carbon neutral I don't know
1: that that which it. is great I agree yeah. with all that I love
4: all of they're that. they're trying to show people that but you can do things
1: the key that's simple <laughs> plain simple to the point you know key. what they're talking about it's uh, key yeah key when, is a great name when you got to text a worker where your where their next show is uh, I love just saying the key. Yeah. Now I got to say climate pledge, change pledge. Somebody should arena. open a bar it's, called the pledge Key
4: Arena. Pledge. It's, it's confusing
3: because yeah. Safeco is even now uh, T Mobile. Yeah. I think people That's fine. And people, but I think people still get really confused yeah. because, yeah, it's been so much yeah. change.
1: <laughs> uh, Mason. Yes, sir. What's the last thing you worked before the
4: shutdown? Sunday. We shut down on Sunday yeah, night, March we, 15th.
3: Yeah, we were we were working a show, and I will never forget that because... It was I, a
4: jammy band. Uh,
3: they were great.
4: Moose Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. They were right. cool. And right. so the two weeks lead, it was really weird, man, because everyone should go back and think about like February, January. They started talking about Corona. It yeah. was like, what, whatever. It mm-hmm. got a little louder. It got a little louder. got a little louder. And then they're like... We were, we were talking about this earlier i said oh south by southwest got canceled yeah and that yeah. was I, for me that was the one because that was the one where i was like i, I told yeah. selena someone's I said, oh, losing this mil-
2: someone's losing millions yeah. this this like, on this, uh, yeah.
4: hundreds try hundreds of millions that city, that, that, that's city yeah. that's a hundred million dollar you could uh, say millions and millions and billions in billions yeah. but they uh anyway uh I remember saying to Selena, I said, "This is going to be bigger than we think because yeah. they, if they just shut down South by Southwest, then that's bad news, man. That's a, like that's a lot of money. That's a big, yeah. that's a big event." Well, and I
2: yeah. I had a had bunch of a bunch of acts. The last two weeks uh, was like a crazy time for me because everyone was dropping out of the bills. Yeah, there, there you were had like, a
3: bunch of people. There was like you know like
2: the, the the beginning of March, I had some people like, we're, "Yeah, we're not we're not coming. We're not coming up to Seattle if we're on tour or." or we're dropping off this bill, we don't feel safe. I yeah. said, okay. And so I had to, like, scrounge to fill the spots and stuff. Wow. Yeah,
4: they started dropping and off then, like And then flies.
2: we we actually played, I think, the Saturday before, on the 14th or 13th, the Friday or Saturday before, because yep. we were separated. basically <laughs> filling in. We basically yeah. had all our friends, yeah. like, come and play. We're like, well, everyone dropped off the bill for this Saturday. Who wants to play Tim's? And like...
4: So yeah, so the all the the two weeks lead. up, everybody should go back and think about like what well, because we it got louder and louder, and then we yeah, the, all the bands started dropping off, and then uh, we got an email from someone, and this is like Anon- anonymous, anonymous, for, uh. and whoever this person was, I want to apologize, but they say uh, they said, uh, "What are you guys doing? You got to shut your bar down." It's uh, and this is like before closure, state, This is before the before the statewide yeah. closure. Statewide closure was like th- March fifteenth, right? So this was like. Mm-hmm two two or three weeks before that sure and this person said i'm a nurse and you need to you don't understand you guys are being irresponsible uh keeping the bar open and, wow. our, and, and at the time our response was like, well you're as, I mean not, not only our livelihood we didn't respond but the, the 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 livelihoods of 10 people and so we were going back and forth thinking like are we supposed to close down like what do, what are we supposed to do? do we wait for the and the governor stepped up and was like, you know what we're shutting bars down on the 15th but meanwhile bands are dropping off left and right we're we're filling in we played oh, yeah. the Saturday before we closed Sunday there was like one band one one and then and then word came through and we were kind of all expecting it but then they said, "We're uh, all the bars are shutting down at midnight tonight. I think yeah. that's what it said, right? Yeah. yeah. 10 yeah. o'clock or midnight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so the band was on stage and they announced at like nine o'clock. It's like, okay, hey, just so everybody, uh, and then everyone kind of knew because we had the TV going too, well, yeah. which yeah. we never do here. We never have TVs yeah, we, made a no, we made that's a rule. Yeah, we yeah. made
2: a rule to our, uh, you know, when music's yeah. on, TVs go off. Because it's distracting for the artists. But we knew the
4: governor was going to come on and tell everybody that we were going to shut the state down. And so we turned on the TV, we heard it, we turned it off, we partied until midnight, and then uh, we all went home Done. for... Yeah. Nine, I, nine I, months.
3: Yeah, I always say this though like I I will never forget this image in my head because it was like I don't really realize how like serious this was. I was like I didn't want to think it was super crazy. I'm sitting here behind the bar and I'm like pouring drinks and Mason's at the end of the bar and he's got his arms crossed and he's looking up and watching the news and I'm kind of looking at him and I'm sitting here making my drinks and I'm looking at him like waiting for a reaction because I'm like should I freak out right now? Like what are we watching? Like yeah. this is so crazy, Yeah. you know. And then and, and I mean, lo and behold, you know, the next day it was like, well, <laughs> sorry.
2: Well, yeah, and we didn't know we didn't know what was to be expected if we did have to close. So that we would have followed that that person's email they sent us. You know, uh, we were we were obviously worried about the well being of and and everything. Uh, we would but have shut own. down, but we we're also like. Yeah, you're, we're a business. We have to pay business. rent.
4: That's what I'm pay, saying. We have to pay rent this next month coming up, and just trying to do what you know well, like you can a, do. Yeah, it's about life. You know? It was about livelihood, and yeah. and it's all and it's always and this whole thing is about livelihood, and so it's like yeah. We knew, and so it's like, well, if we close down, people are gonna say, "What are you doing? Why are you closing down?" Like, we need to make paychecks. We need to make this. And uh, I remember that last. Yeah. I, it was like Thursday before the Sunday when they announced the shutdown. I I told, I said, you know what? You guys better just go ahead and file unemployment yep. now. No, and get no. in the system because I, I saw it coming. I knew that it was going to happen, yep, and definitely. it's always been about livelihood. And so the only reason we were, yes, we Damn, were. I'll admit man. we were a little ignorant, but we were all ignorant about about what the Whoa. virus was. It's
1: hard to believe, you know. Well,
4: our, leadership, telling, our leadership, yeah. in February. You're telling somebody in February. Yeah, well, yeah. The leadership should have been telling us this a month prior. Um, but yeah, you know, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, are you're, you're saying in February to shut down. You know, we had one. We had this one rogue nurse that emailed us was like, "Shut down the fucking bar. It's yeah. coming." You know. Yeah. And, and, and we, you know, I don't, I don't think we responded, but it, it, affected us because we talked we're to, like, sure. are we doing, we talked extensively about it. Like, are we yeah. doing the right thing? What is it safe? What's going on? What, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and you, props to Jay Inslee for saying, I know it's political time right now, so you're not supposed to say anybody's name, but, you know, props to him for, uh, come in and, 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 and our leadership in the state for mm-hmm. saying, you know, we got to stop stuff for a little while because i yeah. think there's a reason yeah. why we're like the 37th on the list of, of
2: yeah we were at right fifth or sixth for like a month and then it started going down now we're 12th and now we're 20th yeah. and we're and and, you know and we're good. venue owners
4: and we and we still i mean as as terrible as not having a business or not being in business is yeah um, it could be a lot worse i think yeah seeing some of our patrons
2: pass away yeah. or something is a lot I don't
4: want to say we, we don't want to see
2: anybody
1: die. don't want to be responsible no, for we,
2: don't. we yeah. so keep our staff, staff safe and everyone safe I mean yeah. well I just got to prob- say
3: we have the best group of like old-timers that ever came into this bar like yeah. the coolest yeah. just absolutely coolest yeah. sweetest you know uh group of people yeah. that came in and that's their safety was a huge bar. yeah so. and so
2: and tim's by day was you know tim's during the day is basically a dive bar okay yeah and then at night the, the bands come in it turns into a music yep. venue so that's the duality of this place too we you know we would just open up at, at 6 30 or 7 every night if we just did music but
0: sure
2: uh, we were open at 2 every day and, and yep. we had a, a bunch of regulars that would come in here and play pool tabs and drink mm-hmm. and, and talk and Watch you know, watch uh, Maury Povich or whatever they wanted to watch. Whatever they yeah. wanted to watch. Yeah. You know? It's like I don't
4: want to watch this show. <laughs> okay, uh, it's a bad example. When was the last time you I watched know, daytime I TV? Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Hey, you know, I think you, I think he's you not your son. Who's the father?
0: Your you know. fathers not. You're not the father, Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: uh, a bad example. You know. Okay, they were watching yeah. game shows and stuff on TV. Yeah, but uh, sure. but yeah, that was kind of the, the the cool duality of this place is it still was a dive bar during the day. Yeah, and uh, at night it turned. It was just we had two separate groups of clientele that would come.
1: You know, and and that's the crazy thing is you can't even be a dive bar during the day. You have to
4: be shut down right now. Well, we yeah we we started we started serving food. It's about it's about licensing. Yeah, our license is a nightclub. We're a nightclub license. So we could switch our license and pay money and become a restaurant, but we don't really we're not really set up we don't have a hood uh, we can't fry anything and we have a fantastic restaurant next door la cabana best uh central american food in town it's amazing it's like your grandma uh you're eating at your grandma's house but your grandma happens to be from honduras it's fantastic food so eat there and we don't want to and we're not and you know we talked about it. it's like you know you should sell hot dogs out the back door or whatever. Man, we didn't get into this for hot dogs. We didn't, in, we didn't get into we didn't even get into yeah. this to sell booze. We got yeah. into into this because of music and we're going to stick to music. And so that's what our focus has been since the shutdown is sticking to music and we've got the you know we did the Save Tim's Fest and now we're going to start doing some live uh, live streaming events. Yep. Uh coming up and we're just trying to keep It's about music and it's about musicians and it's about art and it's about um all of that stuff. Yeah. We're like birds, you know, like listening to bird, Like we have, we have yeah. sounds and, and melodies that we need to hear. And we have, a, we have thing rhythms that we need to hear as people. Mm-hmm. And if, and if that stops and everything stops, and I think everyone, nobody realizes. Well, a lot of people realize it, but a lot of people don't realize it, but deep down they do realize it. Yeah. You need it. You need the rhythm. You need the melodies. You need the, the those things that keep coming back. Oh, that melody, that voice, that sound of somebody singing. Um, and if yeah. you don't have, you know, and, and so it's going to keep, it's going to keep going and we're going to find a way. I mean, yeah, we got an empty bar right now, but we've had bands on the stage playing and we've had people at home watching and we've had, you know, yeah. and rocking and, and it's still happening. It's just distant, but it's still happening. Yeah. And that's what we're focused on and that's what we want to do. So,
1: yeah. 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 That's, that's good.
4: We're trying our best, you know?
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> Selena, uh, you have a clothing line. Tell me about that clothing line and where people can find it.
3: Um, I started uh, originally as a vintage uh, wardrobe styling company, basically. And when when was this? Uh, about seven years ago, actually. Um, but uh, as I've kind of built my craft with clothing design, it's been uh, more me building my design background again, um, and I've been working on a lot of stuff with that more recently um mm-hmm. actually a lot more men's wear, which is neat because i always did women's wear and
0: yeah.
3: um more men are definitely interested so that's super cool but yeah. um um e- any kind of social media and stuff people can look up my name on there and people uh, under what name um instagram it's bryant selena um i have a very cherry vintage page off of facebook and then um, very cherry very cherry vintage yep and then um also um i mean people can contact me on there too um it was actually really cool i was so excited because i was trying to do a shoot and i didn't know where to go and i looked at mason i was like hey can i do can i shoot here and he's like, oh yeah of course and um we did a very impromptu quick shoot um here at the bar and um we got some shots outside right by like the Tim sign and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which is very noticeable. (laughs) Um, and, um, probably one of the coolest pieces I had yet was a t-shirt made up that was screen printed. Very like punk, you know, punk style. She she turned it into an
4: awesome (laughs) t-shirt. Black and white. Yeah. I have one too. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um, shirt yeah. Uh, just, yeah, like I said, real punk, like kind of black and white shirt and stuff. And, um, it was here and it was so cool. And, yeah yeah, I originally I had some here and I was being able to sell them and stuff but I do pop-ups like randomly and stuff and if anybody does look at my Instagram like they can see where I'll do other events it's Um, cool
2: stuff yeah you did a pop-up store here I uh, did before COVID and then you actually you actually had another one planned and it got COVID
3: yeah no literally the week before I um before we were you know, forced to shut down, which, you know, like I said, again, a million times sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was one of my best pieces. I was really super excited about it and really super proud of it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, any mm-hmm. very cherry vintage stuff. I think I'm the only person right now with that name online. So it's pretty easy to find
1: very cherry vintage, very yep. cherry vintage. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, uh, save Tim's tavern save tim's fest
4: save it was a success thank you to everybody uh yeah we, so had a, we had a
3: we had a so good
2: <laughs> save tim's.com we, com. Did a,
4: we did, yeah we did a uh so we right at the beginning of the of the shutdown uh we started doing these live streams everybody was at home we were at home everyone sure. was and our buddy my buddy wiley and uh, uh bricolage studios he he uh He's like, well, I've been playing around with stuff. Me and him had actually been talking about doing some kind of podcast or something like this. Yeah. And he had come here and filmed some live from Tim stuff. But so he had this, he, we figured it out and we had people call in and we, and they, and they could play, you know, on video. And we had a little show and we were doing that for a while. And then uh, we started, and then things kind of started to ease up. So we started to have bands here and we did a couple of them where we had a band live and we were filming live. And Mm -hmm. then, it started going up again, the yep. cases or whatever, and they're like, "Everybody, back off a little bit. Back off a little bit." Yeah. And so we talked about going back to doing the thing from home, and but we had already had a little bit of taste of the, you know, the nectar, and we'd been <laughs> here, you know, the being here. There's a venue called the Nectar too, great venue. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we we were you know we had a little bit of a, a, a taste of it uh, being here, and we said, you know, if we're gonna put our effort into something, let's do something big and so we just put a shout out to uh, the whole community and said anybody who wants to be a part of this festival we're going to do a festival uh and we need to raise money because it costs us eight thousand dollars a month to keep just to pay the basic uh rent and and insurance and the basic bills yeah eight thousand bucks a month that was that was that's how much it costs and so uh we need to raise some money to make it because they're not going to let us open until june is what they're saying now but who yeah. know who knows really who knows and <clears throat> some you know it was matt, matt's idea matt 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 said you know if we're going to do this let's just do something big
2: and yeah we were spinning our wheels like once a week getting bands um in here and maybe making you know a 100 bucks here and there just from online donate we divvy up all the donations between the bands and and us and we you know me and Mason and Wiley a crew of three people yeah 100 bucks were basically buying some KFC and it wasn't making one. sense it was barely paying for my children's <laughs> cereal uh, milk for their cereal oh, man and so no. I was like let's you know let's just do let's just spend the two months here and plan a big event and try to, to fundraise money so that we can last a couple more months since we're not obviously not opening anytime soon. And I said, I think we can just do a fundraiser and have it just blow it out. Just do an all-day fundraiser, and, and uh.
4: so we came up with this idea of of having uh, uh, bands submit submissions, and we just reached out. It's like, you, yeah. and then Matt, I think the email was like, if you can't submit something on your own, let us know. Maybe you can come down and we can record you here. Sure. So we ended up recording twenty-something bands here. And we ended up, we ended up with like over 80 submissions. I don't know what the final tally was like 87. Yeah. It's like, who's who in the Seattle music scene for sure, but also like just people that have been through Tim's. Like we had our f- friends from uh, Austin, Texas, uh, you know, and, and our friends from uh, we, all the way from Japan that, that submitted things. And like people who wow. knew about or who had been through or had some kind of connection uh, to this bar, uh, and everybody played we had 80 something people play. It was a nine and a half, ten 10 hour, uh, endeavor. We were live. Yep. So everything was all of the musical performances were pre recorded. You can still watch it on YouTube, by the way, on the Tim's Tavern, yeah, You go to save Tim's.com, uh, yeah. save Tim's.com. Uh, but we were live here. So I was hosting, we were hosting it live and we were like, you know, uh, we started at two o'clock and we finished at 11 something. Wow, it was was amazing, like 20 minutes of bands, and then back live raising money. And the real the the beautiful and humbling thing about this all is that and we were kind of Chad, we were kind of talking about this earlier about the community rallied around us, you know, you can have an idea, sure, you can have a plan for yourself, you can have a thing that you want to do. But it's really about someone, about a community saying, giving you permission to do that thing. Yeah. So like, we, we want to have this venue. We want to have this bar. We want to be all about the music. That's what we. That's what we want. You know. Yeah. Yay. But until everybody says, uh, yeah, you have permission to do that, uh, then it becomes very real. Yeah. And that's what happened uh, at Save Tim's Fest. Is that the community gave us permission to ha- to hold this spot like we're we're the little venue in town we're you know there's a there's a there's a, a a bunch of venues in this town we're the smallest one we're the little venue in town and uh and we have permission from our community now yep to keep putting on shows mm-hmm. um, and that's it's, it's like i said it's a humbling it feels really really good uh, yeah it's also daunting. It's also scary. It's, it, you know, we work, we work for, for the community. Now we, they, we've, they've given us the money that we need to make it for a few, few more months. We, we, we ended up raising $17,000. So I guess it's a couple of months. Yeah. Um, That's but it, it's, but That's it's, great. but it's more than that. It's, it's about, uh, everybody's given us permission now to hold this, this space in the community and we're happy to do it. We love this, this work and we love the music and we love being, We love being in this in this place, you know, I I wouldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's amazing. So Uh, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, thanks.
3: Thanks, guys.
1: (laughs) And we want Tim's to be around for for a long time. We want
2: to come back and we're going to come back stronger than ever, too, if we do. So that's that's the thing. It's going to be a a magical thing once we get to open back up and it's safe for everyone. Yeah,
4: Yeah, this place should exist. And Matthew and I have talked about this. I mean, even when our time is done you know, this is an institution that should just exist. Absolutely. And, uh, and someone else, you know, down the road, uh, you know, might want to step in with more energy yeah. and, 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 but the same, but the same value and the same, uh, and the same, uh, you know, commitment to, mm-hmm. to music as an art form, live music as an art form, live local music as an art form. Yep.
1: Absolutely. We
4: all love our, our, our top 40, whatever, you know, our big yeah. bands. We all <laughs> love that sweet yep. candy but there's something about live music on a local level there's a whole middle class of music out there you know yep and 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 everybody has their favorites and i have heard some songs and i have found some just being a part of this place feeling what do you listen to what do you listen to i realized until before the pandemic started i realized i didn't hear i didn't listen to like like spotify or, i didn't listen to anything yeah <laughs> i was listening to bands at tim's the bands that played at yep. tim's that's all yep. i was listening totally. to for like yeah. three years yeah. It it's awesome yeah you know yeah uh and now i started listening to spotify and other you know or whatever like other things again and i was like oh cool there's all this other music out there and it's yeah. great but um but i was just listening to nobody's peach album you know great record oh my they just god put it, out. I, it sounds yeah, so good and i just they're... was
0: listening
3: to their stuff the other day
4: <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I listened to like three things today. I listened to like the Jeff Tweedy album, the Bruce Springsteen album and the nobody speech record yes. and the nobody yeah. speech record stands yeah. up to all three of those. And they're yeah. right from right here in Seattle. They're There's incredible. so much talent in this town. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. like most of my favorite artists, no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's one of the most beautiful things about venues like this is, uh, tons of bands I listen to as well. Uh, that I listen to as much as Foo Fighters, which is my, <laughs> my favorite band ever. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? You know, I, I, and I, and I tell my friends about them, and, uh, but I found them in places like this.
4: Tim's along with all the other venues in America are part of an uh, organization called neva.org. Okay, neva.org. Um, and more importantly, there's a, uh, in, in, in Washington, there's Keep Music Live WA, WA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep Music Live Washington is uh, an organization and it's basically a crowdsourced Damn. fundraiser for venues. They're gonna start issuing grants to venues that are struggling. Yeah. So okay. basically the deal is, if it, you get into a really tight spot as a venue, you can call on this, these organizations, and they'll bail you out okay. for, a, for a month or two months or whatever you need. And we're going to try to keep these places open because, you know, we talked we talked a little bit about Tim's budget here, and you can imagine we're a tiny little place. So, yeah. so now you got to think about a place that has a sixty 000, a bar like Numos, right? Yeah, <laughs> Probably like a sixty thousand dollars a month yep. uh, rent or wow. overhead, right? It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, you know? you're talking, you know, and 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 then now you think a little bit bigger than that. And like hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month, or, or you know, there's places. Yeah, that are they, paying Yeah, they, money est- they right
2: estimate now. ninety thousand or ninety percent of um, independent music venues or art venues are gonna be closed before the end of the year. Um,
4: STG is a nonprofit organization. I mean, I know that they That's have. Crazy. I know that they have a lot of yeah, money, I, but they have to spend a lot of money yeah. to keep yeah. those venues. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Well, sitting empty. And, yeah. This brings me to my last question. What message do you have for the government officials that are in charge of this shutdown? What final message do you have? Uh, Mason, we'll start with you.
4: Which government are we talking about? Was- Washington State? <laughs> yeah. The Seattle city?
1: Yeah, uh, yes. Seattle.
4: Yeah. King County. Uh, I think, I think that, uh, that wash, uh, King County, um, has been doing the best that they can. They, uh, we actually got a grant from King County, uh, that helped. That helped us a, a lot. Uh, we we were awarded the grant at this time. But anyway, they, um, uh, well, I think Washington has done a good job. This is just crazy, crazy stuff. I'm not a politician. I don't have. Uh, sure. I don't have any of this. Any of the answers in that in that realm. Um, my message. I guess my message would be that everything's going to be okay, and that brighter days are ahead of us, and I know that. I, hope I can, so. I can promise people that yep. we will figure it out and we will rock sweaty in a crowded room again, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guarantee you.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Matt, what, what um, message do you yeah, have?
2: Yeah, I think, I think uh, he said, he said most of the right things. I think, um, another thing to add is that I, I, they might, I think they realize how much tourism and money that music brings to the state. I mean it brought me here and it's brought in a lot of people to the state even just people that come into town from anywhere they yeah. they come to Seattle and they think immediately let's go see a live music show. We don't have that back in Tennessee. We don't have that we don't have that here where we live. We don't have that in this town. And so the the amount of money that people spend on live music and and the arts um so if they can equate it to that and, and thinking their budget. I don't know what the, I'm like Mason. I don't know what all these politicians, how they, how, what their budget is. They already did allocate uh, some money for, for venues who applied for the grant. And um, so they're, they're one step ahead of most States, I would say. Um, I can't imagine being in a state where we haven't gotten any money or any, even consideration, which there's probably 40 of them out of the 50. Yeah. We're And you know, but we also have a lot more venues in Seattle, in Washington. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just I just realized that it's a trickle down. Like I mean, trickle down economics. No, trickle down. Like uh, basically, the money you know we bring in for for music is a, a big part of the tourism that that, that brings money to Seattle. And, there's
4: a yeah, there's a lot of like uh, ancillary stuff around. You know, there's a show at you know there's a show at the Paramount. Yeah. Well, there's five, every rest, restaurant, five restaurants every restaurant and a couple 30. of bars that are going to get some yeah. business because of the two thousand or thousand people that are going to yeah, show up saying, at, the show, you know? at the show. Yeah, they're saying that
2: about shows at the Showbox. You know, every person, that, every person that goes to the show at the Showbox spends thirty dollars in the neighborhood around there that day of that show. So you got two thousand people spending thirty dollars. Where, where is that? You know, well, and is, we've seen it in where action. Where's that sixty thousand I mean, dollars? <laughs> not to toot
4: <laughs> Tim's Horn, but not you know, but uh, we've seen it in action. I mean, we know, we know that place next door that everyone went to eat there before they came here for the show and we know that a lot of those people drove from all over the city to come see a band here yeah and we know that afterwards they walk down to the Rickshaw and, and sang karaoke. We know that we yeah. know that the music that's... that that came into uh, Greenwood because of Tim's Tavern supported a lot of other stuff too. And it's and it's not it's 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 every venue. I mean yeah. that, that's the way it works, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a band playing, there's a show where you're gonna go you're gonna go next door and have something to eat. Yeah you're gonna go across the street and have a couple oh, you know, your buddies in your buddy's a guitar player in the band. Oh, like, we'll go down here after after hours and have a little uh, a beverage after after the show, you know. Yeah so a lot of businesses get uh get supported because of music. Yeah. And yeah. uh it's important that that we keep our venues alive. And it's you know, it's a scary thing right now. But <laughs> but the community has been has been amazing to us and um we're we're going to make it. We're going to keep going. Yeah. Selena.
3: Um I would just honestly say that uh Seattle's such a magical city. Yep. Like let's not lose that. Yeah. And it's magical because of the art in music and creative fields that we have here yeah. it's really special um and it's uh it's a really it's an inc- incredibly unique so i really hope that that's not something that we you know lose over time because yeah. we really need to hold on to that Um that's what what like makes this area so uh, you know admirable yeah. people come here because yeah. they want to grow in those fields and stuff so I just don't want to see us lose that magic.
2: Yeah, I agree. You know, Can we you were... just edit out what Mason and I said and just have her response? <laughs> <to>. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much more eloquent than <laughs> what <laughs> me and Mason said. I, I love what you we all were said. Like, pand- we
1: were pandering <laughs> so hard. Keeping, I'm keeping it all because I love what you all okay. said. Okay. okay. And, uh right. we, I guess we'll have to deal with that. We do want to keep uh, venues going. Um, it, it's what brought me to the city. Nearly 20 years ago, you know, and uh, uh, I hope all these venues make it. You know, I hope Tim's, Numo's, and and not only in Seattle, but but in venues all over the country. Uh, I hope I hope you all make it. And uh, the
4: statistic is 90% of venues are gonna, are gonna shut down in the next six months. Oh, 90%, I, it's one statistic Key that's Music so, Live, that's so Washington, Key Music Live, <laughs> None WA. Of that. Keep music yeah, live. Neva, Neva, yep. yep. yep, yep. Neva.org. Yep.
1: And uh I want to thank you all for listening to the show call podcast. Uh we're gonna take a quick break and then after the break, we're gonna have a special performance by Mason and Matt. So thank you all for listening to Show Call. Thanks, Jen.
4: Thanks. Thanks Jeff. Thank
3: you. <laughs>
1: thank you guys for being here. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Show Call. Now we've got a performance by Mason Reed and Matt O. Oh.
5: And if life
0: don't get no better,
5: I guess we'll never know. If life don't get no better, I guess we'll never know. be
1: awesome. Once again, I'd like to thank my guests tonight, uh, Mason Reed, Matt O'Toole and Selena Bryant from Tim's Tavern. Thank you. And thank you everyone, for listening to Show call.
3: To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, visit WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. To help save venues in Washington State, visit KeepMusicLiveWA.com. If you live outside of Washington State, you can visit SaveOurStages.com. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at ShowCallPodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. New episodes uploaded every Tuesday. See you next week.
1: We make events, keep music live WA, and
0: save our stages is not affiliated with Showcall Podcasts and is not responsible for the views on the show.